Welcome to Zoom with Zarni. I'm Dustin Zarni, Democratic Elections Commissioner for Onondaga County, and this is my weekly interview show. I interview uh, democracy advocates and Democratic candidates running for office um, in an attempt to kind of uh, bring you the news of what's out there in the world and uh, have a further discussion about this from many different perspectives. This is my last Zoom with Zarni of the 2023 uh, calendar year. Uh, so happy new year to those of you who might be watching this. Uh, you know, you're going to be celebrating a New Year's Eve this weekend. Uh, please stay safe. I want to see you in the new year. Uh, it's been my honor doing these uh, podcasts and I plan on continuing to do so. And I thought that this would be a good time to bring in Max Ruktachek. Max is the chair of the Onondaga County Democratic Committee. Uh, and we talk about, uh, you know, a final look back at 2023 uh, and looking ahead to 2024, what the process is there and uh, what the county Democratic Committee is looking to do going into the 2024 year. So I'm very happy to have him on the program. I'm actually still off from work, feeling much better. <laughs> I've been sick for the last couple of weeks, uh, but I'll be going back to work on January 2nd. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of got a special announcement today that Allison Nano, my longtime assistant, is moving over to the county clerk's office. Um, you know, as you know, Democrats won the county clerk's office, so they're looking to fill some positions. And Allison is going over as a deputy county clerk, and she's going to be an excellent addition to uh, to uh, Emily Essie's uh, workforce over there. She's a longtime county employee, been with the Board of Elections for 15 years. And uh, she knows the ins and outs of Onondaga County is going to help uh, the new county clerk uh, navigate that. And uh, I'm sorry to see her go, but I'm so happy for her and happy for Emily for choosing her. Um, so there's going to be a little bit of transition at my office. Uh, and I'll be starting that as soon as I get back to work on January 2nd. Uh, so that's really all the news I have. So please stay tuned for my interview with Max Ruckdeschel. Chair of the Onondaga County Democratic Committee as we look back on the successes of 2023 and looking forward to what we can do in 2024 to, uh, you know, further, uh, you know, the, his uh, goals of uh, and, and the goals of the Democratic Party. Take care. And I'm back with my very good friend, Max Ruckdeschel. He is the chair of the Onondaga County Democratic Committee. And uh, we're having him on to talk about how 2023 uh, went and what's in store for 2024. Max, thanks for coming on Zoom with Zarni. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Max, uh, you know, you've been on, I think you were on once before, uh, you know, when you first got elected chair. Uh, but now that you've been in the job for a little over a year, uh, I thought it would be good to kind of catch up with you at the end of 2023, going into 2024 to kind of talk about what's going on. But before we do that, let's remind people what the Onondaga County Democratic Committee is and what your role is as chair. Because I think people think of like four people in the back room smoking cigars. Uh, I don't think I've had a cigar in my life. Uh, but, uh, uh, but you know, they, they, they think of this cabal. But uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the County Democratic Committee and how people can get involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh... The only requirement uh, for membership in the Onondaga County Democratic Committee is that you be uh, a registered Democrat and live in Onondaga County. Uh, and then uh, we have our own uh, requirements related to 
uh, you know, passing petitions, which is how people uh, join the committee uh, and, and stay on the committee. Uh, we pass petitions with our own names on them um, as a committee member, which is a public office. Um, and that process actually is done in the even years. So coming up uh, this spring, 2024, well, actually, I guess I still say spring, but we actually end up passing the petitions in the winter now, um, in, uh, in starting in the end of February and then through March. Um, but we'll be passing petitions uh, with our own names on them. Uh, there are always some openings available uh, within uh, the county committee. Um, we try and get people to uh, represent areas as close to their uh, home districts as possible, but uh, sometimes uh, that's not possible. I, I myself have never actually represented the election district I live in. There's always been other people uh, that have uh, been in those positions already, so I uh, am lucky to have uh, represented neighborhoods, not, you know, walkable from where I live, but uh, uh, still uh, nice areas to go out and collect petitions in. Uh, but if anybody is interested in joining uh, the Onondaga County Democratic Committee, they're uh, welcome to uh, send an email to uh, chair at uh, ocdemocrats.com uh and uh, just send uh their information along and we'll try and find a spot uh for them uh somewhere on the committee and then basically the role of a committee member is to uh pass petitions to get uh democratic candidates uh that have been designated by the county committee onto the ballot uh no candidates um for county office for state office uh pretty much much get on the ballot without having the requisite number of petitions signed. In some of our towns, uh, our town offices also require petitions, but in some towns uh, they do caucuses instead, which is associated with the committee, but not necessarily uh, part of the committee process to get candidates on the ballot. So, uh, and then- Oh yeah, go ahead. And then I was gonna say, and, and also as part as a committee member, you get uh, votes towards our county uh, designation, the Onondaga County Democratic Committee does designate uh, Democratic candidates for as many offices as possible uh, within Onondaga County uh, that are run every year and uh, get to uh, meet the candidates that wanna run, uh, ask them questions, do interviews, um, and mostly they make themselves uh, very available. They want your support uh, and then um, we vote as a committee to choose who we want to support through the petitioning process. Uh, and then if we have a, a primary, um, whoever the Democratic uh, candidate is that comes out of the primary is who the committee supports uh, going forward into the November election. And so as a committee member, uh, you'll have opportunities to help uh, get candidates uh, elected uh, by knocking on doors, making phone calls, talking to your neighbors, uh, lots of other opportunities as well. So, you know, I think what, uh, you know, people don't realize is that the county committee uh, is made up of about 800 people. It's And it's their elected offices. Uh, they could be primary. They they are uh, elected offices. So it's not something that is like, you know, uh, a, an inheritance or whatever. I mean, there are people that are on the committee they are on there to walk petitions and support Democrats and do the work of the Democratic Party, uh, especially going into the general election uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, 
the bo the bonuses that you get is that you get to help shape the party and shape the nominees that come out of the party. Uh, you know, as long as you're willing to do the work of walking petitions and then, uh, you know, coalescing around the Democrat for the general election, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that's a, a, a great point. I sometimes forget um, that, yeah, it isn't common knowledge that there are um, uh, almost 800 people that make up the Democratic Committee uh, in Onondaga County. Um, and that it, it takes a lot uh, to, to bring all those uh, voices uh, together uh, and then to try and, and work as a team um, to get our candidates uh, elected. So let's look back at 2023 and see how uh, Democrats did in Onondaga County. Of course, I just finished my weekly walks on the general election. It had a, one of them was about how well Democrats did for a local election. Um, but, you know, before the summer, I think it was, or late fall, there was this uh, article from Syracuse.com calling it the, the apathy election, where there was part, you know, large amounts of people that were uncontested on both sides. Uh, the Republicans abandoned the city uh, and uh, mm -hmm. the Democrats, um, after fielding 17 candidates for county ledge two years before, wasn't weren't able to do that. And some of the town races went uncontested. Um, but we did pretty well as well, considering uh, all of that. Um, why don't we talk first about the struggle for finding candidates and why that is happening right now? I, and I think it's happening all over the state. It's happening, you know, nationally. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. But what do you think are some of the reasons there? Well, it really depends on the race. Um, in um, and there's so there's some race specific factors um, like uh, position uh, specific. And then there are also some uh, just general factors. Uh, the, the specific race factors that I would talk about um, would be like in our county ledge races um, with the uh, gerrymandered redistricting uh, that was done um, of our uh, districts uh, last time around. Uh, the Republicans drew them specifically with the mind that most of them would not be competitive. Uh, and uh, so they didn't compete in, in many of the city races. Uh, and we uh, were unable to find candidates that wanted to uh, climb very large hills, very large Republican um, majorities against, you know, in, uh, sitting incumbents um, to, to run in those races. So uh, honestly, some of that is is by design. Um, the you know the the way it was gerrymandered um, really was meant to dissuade uh, candidates from running and from there being uh, contested races. Uh, now, beyond that, in 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 some of the towns, um, we there is a bit. I don't want to say like the newspaper did that it was uh, apathy. Um, but so much that's gone on in politics nationwide, um, really in the last seven years, uh, um, you know, since Trump was elected the first time, um, everything has gotten so polarized. Everything has gotten so nationalized in many ways that, um, a lot of just your average citizen has been turned off, um, from politics in, in, in many ways. And they feel... I, I've gone, you know, door to door, knocking, uh, knocking on doors to get petitions or to campaign. Um, and even when you're talking about 
you know, your, your local candidates, uh, many times uh, national politics comes up, um, you know, when, when you're knocking on a door. Um, and so a lot of people just feel like they don't necessarily want to run for a local office because they're um, worried about, uh, you know, having to deal with uh, national issues or, or, or really uh, contentious issues um, when a lot of the things that happen at a local level aren't that way. Um, and so I think it's trying to uh, just get more people uh, involved as much as possible uh, in our in our local elections and um, get people involved in the process um, and try and encourage them. There is a point uh, to being involved in local elections. Uh, not, not everything you know has to be national politics. You know, and I, I totally agree, especially about the gerrymandering. I think what we saw is, you know, in 2000, uh, you know, 21, when we ran 17 candidates and and the paper didn't cover it at all, really. I mean, like, you know, so then they're talking about an apathy election, but there are, you know, there is a there is a reason the Republicans uh, drew the district in Onondaga County the way they did. Max, you're a member of the lawsuit with me. Uh, you know, you were there before the um, uh, the you were chair. So, you know, you were already on. And so we're fighting that in court and we're hopeful, hopeful. So a decision that will do that. Plus, you know, a low turnout elections that these uh, odd year elections are. And we'll talk about the even year bill in a little bit, but uh, um, you know, and how that might change things, but uh, definitely that, you know, that was that, but that being said, being such a low turnout year with the obvious exception of the County executive race, Democrats did very well. We won yes. Uh, county clerk for the first time since 1990. We won both family court seats, making family court an all democratic bench for the first time ever. Um, you know, we, we, and so those are the, you know, we defended, you know, Marty Masterpool's co county controller, which, uh, by the way, he got more votes than uh, Ryan McMahon in a lower seat, you know, in the sense of like down the ballot, which is actually hard to do. Um, and uh, then, uh, um, and then of course, you know, we flipped two town supervisors and Lysander and Skinny Atlas, not known for being blue towns. We, uh, you know, we we won both races that we contested out in Salina. We had a very good chance of winning all the races in Geddes, except for a ballot snafu. Uh, but we did win another seat out there. We won two town justices in DeWitt and Manlius that were Republican before defended the full slates in DeWitt and Manlius and defended the city, which there were some Republican challengers for school board, uh, you know, and, um, and, 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 and common council had some like independent cha challengers. So, and defended all six of the county led seats and got very close within 66 mm -hmm. votes of taking the 10th county ledge, despite their gerrymandering. So we really did very well. Why do you, why do you think that is this year? Uh, I think a lot of it was that we had some great candidates um, that ran um, uh, very uh, good races. We uh, uh, our candidates uh, coordinated well, and we were able to uh, focus um, a lot of our efforts into uh, specific areas. I, I would say uh, those uh, the countywide races. Um, 
getting uh, Marty Masterpole reelected, uh, Emily Essely running uh, for county clerk, and then the two family court judges um, being able to uh, focus on our, our countywide and saying, okay, this is where we're going to um, really put in an effort. Um, it was tough with, um, you know, Bill Kinney um, running for county executive. He did uh, a, a great job uh, running a very difficult race. We always knew it was going to be an extremely uphill battle. Um, uh, Ryan McMahon has uh, a lot of money uh, and is uh, popular in uh, certain circles. Um, but uh, Bill was out there um, and he brought up uh, the issues uh, that we really felt uh, needed to be uh, brought up. Um, and uh, it really uh, allowed um, a, a good level of coordination between between all of those candidates. I'd also like to say with the uh, county legislature races, not only did we keep the seats that we had, uh, but four of those uh, six seats have new people um, in them. So it, it wasn't, I, I was very happy um, that we were able to introduce uh, new candidates to the county legislature um, and uh, support them and, and uh, get them um, installed in office. It really would have been nice to pick up uh, that one seat in Manlius. We were uh, very close, even closer uh, than, than we've gotten in the past, and I'm uh, I'm hopeful in in two years that we'll be able to flip that if we don't have new districts by then. Well, we will. <laughs> I think we will. We'll see what happens. But I I I, I like our our chances on the lawsuit. But um, you know the the it, that's a good point about yeah we defended our six county leg seats, but four of them were new people, uh, and uh, three of those four that were new people are people of color. So we have. Now, four of our six members in the county ledge are people of color. Of course, we're the only party that is worried about that. And, uh, you know, at least, uh, you know, having representation, you know, there. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, you know, that that's very important considering how the way they split up those districts, you know, they, 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 they lessen the impact of Black voters in some of those districts. And so mm -hmm. having representation, you know, and making sure that, we as a party is making, you know, putting that forward is going to be interesting over the next, you know, to see how the conversations change at the county ledge over the next few years, even if we're in the minority, but by having, you know, new, younger, you know, more diverse faces, um, you know, hopefully they're going to speak for citizens that haven't been sp spoke for before. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that was definitely... Um, I, I think a very good job by our committee in looking and evaluating candidates um, chose a um, a great slate that was very representative of of the community. Um, so I was I was I was very proud of that um, through our slate as as, uh, as well in our um, our city races uh, as well. Did a great job there. So we're. Uh... You know, we talked a little bit about 2023, but let's talk about 2024 because it is now time to talk about 2024. <laughs> I always got mad about people talking about 2024 while the 2023 elections are going on, but we are now in it. Uh, we are in the calendar year uh, or in the political calendar year of mm -hmm. the 2024 election. And of course we have Congress, um, but we don't know the shape of the district because we're waiting mm -hmm. for redistricting. But whatever shape that district comes, 
it's probably going to be one of the highest rated flip districts from Democrat or from Republican to Democrat in the country. Uh, and um, the and of course, you know, we got Senator Gillibrand up for reelection, uh, the presidential election, but all of our state representatives are up as well, including um, an open seat now with Senate District 50 that John Mannion is leaving that to run for Congress, which creates an open seat there. Um, and recent news of Al uh, um, Sturby, who was, uh, you know, thinking about running for that, decided not to. So we have a kind of a wide open seat there. Uh, and uh, and but then maybe the assembly seats are less wide open, but there's still the 126, which has about two thirds of its district in Onondaga County. And then, and then, uh, you know, we have a, a smattering of town races or two fill vacancy spots that are coming up over the next year. How, you know, how is the committee preparing for 2024? So uh, in a presidential year, uh, the local committee uh, has to serve a lot of purposes. Um, so I'll, I'll start by saying uh, we will go through a designation process like we do every year. Uh, our deadline uh, for candidates interested in the county designation uh, isn't until January 2nd, so there's still time uh, for more candidates um, to uh, join in to, to be a part of that process. Uh, we will designate candidates um, from the city level uh, through uh, probably we'll have a, a county uh, family court race, uh, we, we think, we uh, this year. Um, and then the state, um, and we will also designate a candidate for Congress. Um, and uh, that event will end up happening on February 8th uh, is when we've scheduled it uh, for this year. So February 8th will be when we know who our designated candidates are. Um, and then at the end of February, we will uh, start passing petitions for our designated candidates. Uh, actually, petitions are already out um, right now for our uh, presidential uh, delegates. Uh, and um, the committee plays kind of a uh, adjacent role in that. Uh, some committee members will go out and get uh, petitions uh, assigned to that, and many of our committee members uh, serve as delegates. Uh, but um, they are, uh, it's not something we do necessarily as organized as committee as we do with, with getting the rest of our petition signed. Uh, <clears throat> we are going in Onondaga County, uh, even though we don't know what the district is uh, finally going to be for Congress. Um, we're assuming that Onondaga County is going to stay whole. I'm definitely keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that we only have to deal um, with one congressional district. Uh, and so we'll be making uh, a designation based on, on that uh, one way or the other, even knowing that it may take uh, months before we get a final um, uh, answer to what the district is. I'm also keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, I'm sure you are too, Dustin, that we don't end up with uh, an August primary again for that. <laughs> Please, Lord, no, no. I mean, four elections in one year would be very tough, although that's what we did in 2016, and yep. we've done it before. Uh, I do not have the budget for it, so I'll blow my budget, but, uh, you know, that is what it is. 
I, I know if we have to do it, you'll get it done. Uh, the Board of Elections in Onondaga County always does a, a great job very efficiently. Uh, unfortunately, not well enough funded, but uh, you guys do a great job. So um, I, I'm sure you'll be able to handle it. But for everyone else, we're hoping definitely to just stick with the three elections that we already have scheduled uh, for this year. Um, we have candidates already. I mean, Congress uh, has been going on. I, I know, you know, we say we're just now into the election calendar year for 2024, but uh, I, I'm going on to year two, basically, of hearing about the congressional election. I'm sure you have uh, been hearing about it just as long as well. Um, I actually, yes, come to think of it, because I, I uh, our, our holiday party that we had last year, I remembered I had about three people come up to me and tell me they wanted to run for Congress uh, last December. So, um, yes, I'm I'm uh, we, we have. Uh, Three candidates um, have technically asked for the um, de uh, county designation. I know there's a fourth that is filed, uh, FEC filings, but we haven't heard anything um, from him. So uh, right now in Ottawa County, we, we have three candidates um, that we're considering. Uh, and I'm assuming that there will be a primary. Uh, we have had a primary in Onondaga County for Congress every year uh, since we didn't have Dan Maffei running, right? Am I correct? Yeah. That's right, yep. Uh, the last time we haven't had a Democratic primary was 2014. Yeah, so I, I just assume uh, uh, that there's there's going to be one, so. Um, but our job as a committee will be um, after that primary to get behind uh, whomever uh, our Democratic candidate is and make sure uh, that they get elected. Uh, in 2022, Onondaga County came out for our Democratic candidate. Um, it was, if not the most, the highest percentage for a Democratic candidate, it was very close, correct? I think, I think it was the highest. It was, it, I think it, I mean, it, it was, if it wasn't, it was, it was, it was very, very close. Um, it was the highest but, percentage, but definitely not a highest turnout. So that's, the, yes, I think, that I think that's the difference. Yeah, yeah I think not that's necessarily the, the most votes, but the highest percentage. Um, Onondaga County, I think, is definitely going to be behind whomever our Democratic uh, candidate is this year. We have um, a number of great candidates running on the Democratic side, and I don't think, um, I, I think a lot of people understand. I've spoken to a lot of Republicans. Um, who can't stand Brandon Williams um, and and who really, uh, you know, most people don't feel like he really represents uh, the area. And so it's uh, you know, being able to show uh, his record now that he's, you know, had uh, for uh, over uh, for a year in, in Congress and uh, how, you know, that, that really hasn't been productive uh, for Central New York and uh, what a difference it would be um, to have a Democratic uh, representative in Congress. Especially since the, uh, the, the House majority now is down to three members, now that Mr. Santos uh, is no longer there from New York, and that, uh, you know, many people feel that we would have had a House majority if uh, redistricting did not go badly for uh, mm -hmm. New York this last time and with these new maps. Um, but also, like, just it was a national mood in 2022 that has changed a little bit since then. And, yes. uh, 
you know, it's one thing in a midterm in the middle of a presidency, it usually goes against the seat president and then and, the, and yet it went against it at the least amount that it's ever gone. And, you know, and and uh, um, yet people are just surprised still that we didn't we lost majority. Um, but the fact that uh, this Congress passed something like 27 bills, uh, which is hundreds less than what they normally pass even just the house alone and and it just is a is a it, you know is an abject failure of uh leadership and their speaker problems and all of that it's just been you know having you know it's not just about the candidate it's about the who that who that first vote that that, that candidate is going to make uh whether you can have like responsible leadership with Hakeem Jeffries or whoever is the next house leader. And will they, you know, certify the election uh, if uh, Biden wins over Trump uh, is a, is a real issue. And I think that's something that I hope that we'll be making as Democrats going into the next year. Um, so, you know, I do want to, I wanted to reserve some space to talk about that even year bill because mm-hmm. it did get, passed i did a commissioner in a car this week uh explaining it and how it went but boy was that a fun night on twitter on friday night when it was uh passed and we saw like county our county executive said a little bit not too much but said a little bit said he was going to use county money to sue uh that's interesting um but uh you know you had the county executive from rensselaer just having a meltdown over this bill you know and the fact that uh you know, that some local elections will now be in high turnout years, God forbid. And uh, Max, why Why do you, I know you were supportive of this bill. Why were you supportive of it? And why, I, I assume you're glad that the governor signed it. Yes, no, I, I'm very happy that the governor signed the bill. Uh, I understand, um, you know, the tradition and the reasoning behind, you know, having, you um, local elections in, in and, and we years. should say that you're a local elected official you're you're a member of the yes. town board and it has been for a while so this is going to affect you as well it does affect me personally yes i'm actually uh i'm up for re-election uh in 2025 and uh it, it it's, would uh shorten uh whatever uh town position uh that i run for it would uh, shorten the term of that, um, and that would be the, then the last uh, odd year election that I would uh, run in, and, and then it would be an even year cycle. Um, the reason that I uh, was in favor of it, and the reason why I, I see that I, I think it's going to um, increase responsibility from the elected officials to their communities and 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 to the voters. Uh, unfortunately, I. I have been a person since I turned 18. I have voted in every primary, every general election I've ever had the opportunity uh, to vote in. And it's just something that I do. Um, And I I grew up that way. um, And I I don't need any extra motivation for it. But I can look at the numbers just as, as much as anybody does. And there is a large drop in the number of people that vote between even-year elections and odd-year elections. And so if we want our communities uh, and our elected elected officials to represent our communities and to have uh, the validity of actually being elected by a majority of 
um, our electorate, then we should want um, the turnout of an even year uh, election. Um, and you know, we we've as Democrats, we have tried to get uh, turnout up. Um, we 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 try every year. Um, we do whatever we can. A lot of uh, you know early voting, mail-in voting. Um, a lot of legislation is passed to try and make it easier for people to vote. Um, unfortunately, it still hasn't moved the odd year election numbers in a way that really is getting people out to vote. So um, I think moving the uh, local elections that are possible to be moved to an even year um, will then uh, add more legitimacy uh, to those elections because more people will get to vote in them. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, been a lot of debate over this. And, you know, I think it, the debate time is over. It's over. The governor has signed it. The legislature passed it. They're going to go to court and, you know, say lovey, you know, have a, have fun. Uh, I don't think it's really, uh, you know, up for litigation, but anything's up for litigation, I guess, if you want to try hard enough. I just don't think that it will actually be able to be litigated, but we'll see. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. I may be wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, if they want to spend that money, uh, you know, well, I guess, you know, we paid for it. So <laughs> whatever. But, uh, um, you know, I, I, one of the reasons that brought me about was on this, because I was, you know, initially a little skeptical, but it's that it's, it seems like the bill is taking some time to consider it. You know, it's not everybody's on the even year next year, we have time to, to work it out. And it is just true. It's just, we've done everything we can to get people to vote in odd years. And they just don't. They, it's just how society is running. It's that they just don't feel, uh, and, it, and it's not like they don't by 5%. It's, but you know, twice as many, three times as many people. And you just can't have a government that is, uh, being elected by this hyper minority and have it. And I think that's what's leading towards people's dissatisfaction with government is they don't own it. They don't know, you know, who they put into office and, or and people are selecting for them. And it's maybe not as diverse or as reflective of this community uh, as a whole. And I think that's uh, why I, you know, I know that's why I support it and they, I came around on it and I'm glad to hear others uh, talking about that too, because it's, it's there's definitely a lot more vocal voices against it, though I might I have to point out that Siena, the only poll done on this is Siena poll has 70 percent of uh, New York voters wanted this. It's not unpopular by any stretch of the imagination. It's just unpopular amongst certain Republican uh, office holders. Uh, so um, I, I think once we get used I, I, and I agree, this is the the timetable that rolls this out um over the next decade um is i think going to be helpful and when people get used to it i think it's going to become the new normal and i think people are really going to see um the value um of it um my my actually the only concern that i have um is that i think the state legislature needs to follow through um on um some of the races that are left behind um, especially in like in the in the towns, we have our town justices uh, did got did not get moved along with the other town um, races, and uh, so it's kind of these orphan offices um, that I'm I'm worried about the um, 
turnout going even lower um, on those. So hopefully the state legislature will follow through uh, with the uh, amendment process to um, help out those other races as well. No, I will, Matt. I think you, that's going to take a little while and probably middle of 2030 is what we're looking at. Oh, yeah, no, and yeah, that, that, that's a while off. We, yeah. we know it's a while off, but. But, but uh, I, again, it allows us to move a little at a time and kind of like, instead of a big shift and election administration wise, I like that. Uh, you know, because people are saying that, oh, well, it's not fair, but it's not about fairness. It's about ability, the ability to do certain things now and have to wait for other things later because the constitutional amendment process takes a long time. So there, everybody has said the bill sponsors and the governor have been out of their way to say they're going to be voting on a constitutional amendment this next year. And then hopefully put it before the voters in 2026, which is the earliest they can do. So, yeah. well, uh, you know, Max, we're kind of reaching towards the end of that uh, time, uh, you know, by a half hour or so. So I guess uh, I want to ask my favorite question uh, because it's the laziest one I have. But what haven't we uh, what haven't we talked about? What is something that you want uh, the voters of Onondaga County or Democrats to know uh, about you, the committee or races going forward or in the past, whatever you want, just give floor zeros. Uh, well, the number one thing I would say is we're always looking to have uh, people get involved, whether it's uh, join the committee, um, volunteer on campaigns, uh, come to fundraisers. Uh, we, we always need to uh, raise money, unfortunately, it's just a part of politics. Um, or to people want to get more involved and they want to uh, run for office or uh, talk about being a campaign treasurer or a campaign manager, or whatever. Um, my philosophy with the Onondaga County Democratic Committee is the more the merrier. Um, I really feel like the Democratic Party uh, is at its best um, when it uh, is a big tent and includes as, as many voices, um, as many people from uh, different uh, cultural backgrounds, racial backgrounds, um, uh, political backgrounds, whatever. Uh, we want as many people involved as possible. And um, the more we can really uh, represent our community, uh, the better off uh, we'll be when it comes to uh, our election results. So uh, if anybody uh, watching this is interested in getting more involved, um, please uh, feel free to contact uh, the committee. I'm sure uh, Dustin can add uh, an email um, uh, for uh, for me and 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 for the uh, committee, and uh, we would love to have anyone uh, involved that wants to. Yes, I, I checked the show notes. I'll have the county website, uh, county committee website, the email in there, and you can get involved. And of course, if you're having uh, any other issues, you, you can always call the board of elections. That's what we're there to help. Uh, guide people to getting involved and these are elected offices for you know so um max thank you very much for coming on zoom with zarni and uh uh i i look forward to a fruitful year me too i'm i'm really hoping that we're going to be able to take the success that we had in 2023 and uh, and bring it forward and have an even better 2024 great well we'll definitely uh check in about this time next year and see if that was the case <laughs> let's let, let let's hope we have an, another uh, good meeting and that was my interview with max Ruckishell, uh chair of the Onondaga county democratic committee uh you know it was great to look back on 2023 and look forward to 2024 with him uh if you want to get involved go to the show notes and you can uh 
go to their website and uh, get involved with the county democratic committee. Uh, next week, um, well, first this weekend, I am taking off. I'm, I'm going to try to do no content uh, this weekend other than probably posting on Twitter because I'm addicted to that. But uh, so no weekly walk this weekend. Um, I'll start on that again in the new year. Next week, Commissioner in a car, I'll be talking about the 2024 election, all the dates that are relevant that you need to know about going into the 2024 general election. Uh, Zoom is starting next week. We'll be with Christine Wood, a public citizen. We'll be highlighting a couple of things that I'm actually participating in uh, of uh, thir three year uh, anniversary of the insurrection coming up next weekend. I'm actually traveling to DC for an event uh, where I'm speaking to several congressmen about the impact that this has had on election administration for public citizen and uh, attending an event in, on Saturday uh, uh, as well. And Christine Wood is a, has been on the program. She's a serious native and uh, she will be talking about the work of public citizen in reminding voters and reminding America about the tragic events of three years ago with the insurrection. So stay tuned for that. You can find everything at DustinZarney.com. And uh, I look forward to uh, working with you, the, uh, the county citizens and viewers in the new year to promote our democracy. Bye-bye.